You are now listening to 97.4. Tune into you. We are on air. What's up, everybody? Welcome to 97.4 Beam Radio. I'm your host, Blaine Beam, and today we're doing something a little different. Introducing Pop Yak, our segment on pop culture. Shining it up on Pop Yak. Happy Halloween. Pop Yak is a segment about pop culture and how we see themes of authenticity show itself through pop culture. I originally had something else planned for this week, but last minute, I changed my mind. So we're getting something totally fresh and different than what I had originally planned. Since it is Halloween, I was going to do the first segment on Doja Cat because she has this whole demon iconography in her image right now. And I thought that would be very interesting for a Halloween edition of Pop Yak and how it could introduce this idea of what Pop Yak means. But I read Britney Spears' memoir, The Woman in Me, and it inspired me. It changed me. It changed the way I wanted to approach the idea of what this episode was. So you're not getting Doja Cat today. We're going to discuss Britney Spears. Specifically, we're going to discuss the woman in me. So if you're into it, have a seat, grab your drink, do whatever you must, but let's discuss. How freaking vulnerable of Britney Spears to write this book. I want to start off with congratulating Britney. She'll never hear this, but I still want to congratulate Britney on her courage and being vulnerable and sharing her story of healing, her journey of healing, where she's at, where she's been. Britney Spears has always been a source of inspiration to me. I love Britney. Britney Spears was the first pop star that I remember seeing that inspired me. I always say there are two heroes in my life, and Britney Spears is one of them. There's something about her that always pulled me to her. I absolutely love her. If you know me personally, you know I am very loud about my love for Britney Spears. After reading A Woman in Me, it changes nothing except more love for her. I couldn't imagine having gone through what she has gone through throughout her career so publicly than to turn around and write this book. And she gives so much context to a lot of the controversies. I was reading this book. It took me five hours to read the book. I was tearing through it. I wanted to hear what Brittany had to say. I think it's so interesting that she turned away every interview that she could do. She didn't want to go with Oprah, (laughs) which would have probably been huge for her. Instead, she said, I'm going to write a book. You know, I'm not gonna give an interview. The media always turns my words against me, and I don't trust the media. I'm gonna write a book, and this is what I got to say. You want an interview? Here, read the book. This is what I got to say on the matter. So it's like she got to have this whole healing journey. She got to relive all these terrible things that happened to her, and she got to give this context to things that happened to her. She got to really give us her perspective on things, but it's not a tell-all. She didn't tell us every single bit of her life. She hit the high points. And uh, what I find most fascinating to me is that at this point in her healing journey, this book are the things that she's had to work through. So again, it's not a tell-all. So if you haven't read the book and you were planning to, don't go in expecting a tell-all. What you should expect is Britney Spears going through how she unleashed the woman inside of her. And uh, it's it's a pretty powerful book. I'm sure you've all seen all the articles about Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake, and she revealed that she had an abortion uh, while she was with Justin Timberlake, and that's kind of been the biggest takeaway from the book. But to me, that wasn't the biggest revelation that came from the book. That was a part of her story. The book really reads as if she's sitting and talking with a friend, like she is just telling you 
what she remembers about her life hitting the high points. And I keep talking about the controversies because a lot of the book were surrounding controversies that she had, like the fact that she was a virgin, the fact that she dated Justin Timberlake, her rise to fame, the time that she shaved her head, um, the conservatorship, being in Vegas. Like These are things that she wanted to give context to. There is a linear structure to the story. It starts from her childhood and goes to the current stage of her life. But as she's telling the stories, it's more about memory and just uh, talking and being like, you know, this happened to me, which kind of led to this, which led to this. And this is how I felt about it. But this is really where I was while this was going down. It is very clear that she loved Justin Timberlake when they were together and that that really affected her. But I don't really want to focus on that. I think that the media has spent a lot of time focusing on that, uh, Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears, um, throughout all of their career. I don't necessarily want to focus on that because we all know the story and we already know the kind of like takeaway from that. She had this abortion and he left her and lied and said that she cheated on him. And she's like, I didn't really cheat. I just kissed a dude, but he was out cheating the whole time. And I never once badmouthed him ever. And I just took this and the Diane Sawyer sat me down and made me cry when I wasn't ready because my dad wanted this and all of these things. And, and you know, that we experienced as a general audience. Some of the things that I do think were interesting takeaways is her giving her perspective on the Vegas wedding. I had completely forgot that she had been married in Vegas for 55 hours, but she said, and I loved it, but she was saying that she went home for the holidays and she had built a house in the back of her house so that she could have a space to get away. And she had invited friends over for New Year's or some holiday. And her mom came out and was complaining about how loud they were. And she says, in that moment, I realized I'm Britney Spears. Like, I have money. I'm, I have the money so I can leave whenever I want. So she immediately booked tickets for her and her friends to go to Vegas. She meets Paris Hilton for the first time, which I loved. And they ran through the casinos without their shoes on. And it was this fairy like moment. And she said she was just really drunk when she got married and that it was funny to her. She thought that everybody thought it would be funny that she got married. She didn't realize it was going to be a big deal. But next thing she knew, her family is all there in the hotel room and being like, you got married. And she's like, what? I was just really drunk. And I think if anything, that moment was one of the funnier moments, but also just kind of like, really situates Britney Spears as being somebody who was humorous, who was just trying to live. She worked so hard. That's what she said. You know, I've been working and I just had this moment of freedom and I just wanted to be wild and have a good time. And she was probably like 22, 23. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like she was so young. We put so much pressure on her. And she was like, I just thought it'd be funny to get married. Like who doesn't do a wedding in Vegas? Like this is so funny. And one of the lines that she says is like, we actually had to wait in line. Yes, we actually had to wait in line. And I found that so funny. But at the same time, I loved that she gave her perspective on that. She was like, the media, my family, America, the world, everybody blew this out of proportion and see it made it seem like I was lunatic for getting married. But it was just funny. It was funny. And I agree after reading her perspective. I'm like, that is so funny. And that's such a 20-something thing to do. Like, that is so just absent-minded fun. And now, like, hearing her perspective, she was like, I didn't think much about it. It was just what it was. I don't want to continue to give spoilers about the book because I want you to actually go read it. I think it is a phenomenal read. Is it the most well-written? Is it the most well- can't even speak. Is it the most well-written thing? Absolutely not. But Britney Spears is such an enigma in my generation, in our generation, in the world. Like, she was a huge pop star. 
I think sometimes we forget how big of a pop star she was. And she was everywhere. I mean, I feel like she was the freaking economy of pop culture around her heyday. Like, paparazzi flooded her. And she talks a lot about paparazzi and how they freaked her out. And she talks a lot about being held to a standard that wasn't fair to her. At one point, she says, when did I agree to be 17 for the rest of my life? And I think that is such a poignant moment because it's true. We hold her to the standard that she was 17. She was America's virgin. She reveals in the book she lost her virginity at 14. <laughs> like, you know, like she was like, I was having sex the whole time, but putting on this image that I was this virgin for people because that's what they wanted. I'm a people pleaser at heart. I worked this hard. I did all these things. I just wanted to please people. Like I, I had this sense of I could command a room and I wanted to perform and it's like a sport to me. And when I, and I can execute it and I see this vision and I want to do it. And I loved that she gave this credibility to herself that has been taken from her all these years. We don't necessarily look at Britney Spears and think she is the most creative individual or we don't necessarily think she's the smartest individual or anything like that. Like we take away a lot of her power and, you know, in the media takes away a lot of her power and has always taken and never really taken her seriously. But one of the interesting things to me as well, because the whole thing was interesting, I got to say, the whole thing was interesting. And she really spends time situating herself as I was in control of the image until I wasn't. Until my family came in and established a conservatorship, I was in control. I really enjoyed her positioning herself as being someone who knew exactly what she was doing, knew how to work the room, knew how to work the media, knew how to become America's sweetheart. But she does talk about the pressure that comes along with it. But she's always talked about the pressure that came along with it. She has a song, Piece of Me, where she was like, I miss American dreams since I was 17. You know, like, she's always overprotected is another song that she had. Like, she has never shied away from being like, there's a lot of pressure on me to be this role model that I never asked to be. But I'm held to the standard. It got to her. It really got to her, especially when the paparazzi had grown. So she talks about she lost Justin, and then she was on this tour that she didn't really like, and then she met Kevin Federline. She got pregnant. She was pregnant for two years. She was postpartum. She didn't really know what that was because mental health wasn't really as talked about in the early 2000s, and that's true. It really wasn't. They made her seem crazy, and everybody made her seem crazy, and she was just 25 years old. <laughs> she was like, I was just 25 years old. She was, she admits that she never did any drugs except abusing Adderall, and uh, she liked to drink. She said, if any crime that I ever did, it was being drunk. That's all it was. And she said, and they made it seem like it was so much more than it actually was. I was just drunk. But I love when she talks about shaving her head because she says it was a fuck you to America that everyone wanted her to whip her hair and be sexy and have long hair and just whip it around so she could be sexy and wild. And she wanted to send a message of fuck you to the world. Fuck you to her family. Fuck you to everybody. She hated that she wasn't allowed to to get fat or gain weight or be ugly or just live a normal life. And you know what? Britney Spears really wasn't. The media was so hard on her. Other celebrities were so hard on her. Her family was super hard on her. And that's what's really revealed in this book is how how her family took advantage of her. Her family took advantage of her money. Her family worked her. You know, at one point she's like, why am I working for the people I pay? Like, that's insane to me. She talks about Vegas and how she never got to do it differently and how she was excited and to get be over with. And that was an interesting moment to me as well when they 
came in and talk about they have booked another Vegas show for her and she has to go on this show like Good Day America or something and announce it in the desert. And she just gets off the helicopter and keeps walking right past the camera and doesn't say anything, doesn't announce it, doesn't perform like she's meant to. She just keeps walking. In hindsight, now, having been in the conservatorship and having lived the experience that she lived and given her perspective on it, it's like, oh, it all makes sense. But we just held her to this insane standard. Britney Spears' authenticity, which is what this podcast is about, is expressing your authenticity. That's what she did in this book. She expressed herself. She gave her story. And it's not a tell-all, like I said. It is her healing journey. These are the things that she healed from. Brittany is a very spiritual person. I learned that in the book. She talks about finding God in the desert. She talks about songs that felt spiritual to her, how she's read all these books and Rumi she discusses. And, you know, Britney Spears is not necessarily someone who is as dumb as we think she is. And she's like, the mystery of who I am is my power. No one knows the real me. And that is my power. I like that. She talks about being on Instagram and how that's an opportunity to humanize her. She doesn't want to be beautiful on Instagram. She doesn't want to be performing for anyone on or off stage. Instagram is a way for her to express herself in where she's at. She doesn't necessarily want to do the hair and the makeup and the beautiful clothes. She just wants her camera and a tripod, and she just wants to dance and and be silly and make jokes and dance and, and not necessarily make sense. And she's like, this is me humanizing myself. I don't care that you don't understand it. It's not about you. This is about about me. And I'm just so grateful that she even spoke at all. After what the media has done to her, her family has done to her, how we all just kind of left her to like rot for a while. Like the fact that she is allowing us in and having any of her perspective at all is crazy. I never think of Britney Spears as someone who wants to be famous anymore. And in the book, she discusses how she's not good at fame. When she was younger, she was. When it was fun, she said she was good at fame. But as she's gotten older, it makes her nervous to be on camera, makes her nervous to speak live to people, to be in front of people. She feels like everybody's out to get her. She's like, I know it sounds paranoid, but I mean, what else can I believe? Her family locked her up for three months and nobody knew and and that was when the free britney movement was going on and it's a heartbreaking tell it's there are funny parts we don't really realize how funny britney spears is i always do britney spears is a funny girl britney spears loves to be funny britney spears loves to be silly i relate to that i love to be silly too but because she's silly people don't take her seriously but in her book she interjects silliness when she talks about how when she was at her lowest peak right before the conservatorship her mom writes this book about how difficult it is to raise britney spears and she says something and reads her mom to filth she says something about she cuts her hair into a bob and puts on a sensible pantsuit to go talk to fucking meredith vieira and i thought that was so funny or when she talks about kevin federline truly believing he was a rapper bless his heart that's her words exactly bless his heart which was so hilarious she talks about how all the money she made made jamie lynn spears an entitled brat a bitch actually is what she calls her like she's like i didn't like my sister um her dad was a drunk who took advantage of her and took all of her money and was paying himself like six million dollars right out the gate like he is trash. Like, her family did her dirty. You know, it's so terrible how Britney Spears was treated. And if you're going to read this book, I think you have to, like, go in with the idea of, like, this is not, again, a tell-all. This is just her talking about her healing journey and giving perspective to a lot of the things that we blew out of perspective, like her shaving her head. 
And I love that she was like, it's just a fuck you. Or the conservatorship, you know, she was like, this is what really went down. When she was locked away, she said they took three vials of blood a day from her. And that's crazy. And the reason that she went in there is because she was taking energy supplements so that she could stay awake during the Vegas show. She was like, I know I looked like a robot. I know I looked like I didn't care. I know I didn't look like a star because I didn't. And it was hard. I knew that I didn't have any passion any longer. I couldn't do this. Like, I wasn't allowed to do anything. So if you're going to read this book, I would suggest going in with the understanding that this book is about authenticity. This book is about finding your authenticity, about finding your voice, about finding that woman within, finding that person that stands up for yourself, that speaks your truth, that lets out the light. In fact, I'm going to read a quote now from the book uh, about light, and, and this is what Britney Spears has to say about it. There have been so many times when I was scared to speak up because I was afraid someone would think I was crazy. But I've learned that lesson now the hard way. You have to speak the thing that you're feeling, even if it scares you. You have to tell your story. You have to raise your voice. There was a lot I still had left to discover that night when I was lost and felt God in the desert. But I knew that I wouldn't let the darkness consume me. Even in the darkest night, you can still find so much light. Later on, she says, The woman in me was pushed down for a long time. They wanted me to be wild on stage, the way they told me to be, and to be a robot the rest of the time. I felt like I was being deprived of those good secrets of life, those fundamental supposed sins of indulgence and adventure that make us human. They wanted to take away the specialness and keep everything as rote as possible. It was death to my creativity as an artist. Mm. And the last quote that I'm going to read, she discusses what freedom means to her. She says, Freedom means being goofy, silly, having fun on social media. Freedom means taking a break from Instagram without people calling 911. Freedom means being able to make mistakes and learning from them. Freedom means I don't have to perform for anyone, on stage or off stage. Freedom means that I get to be as beautifully imperfect as everyone else. And freedom means the ability and the right to search for joy in my own way, on my own terms. So thank you for sitting through this. I know it's different format, but this is Pop Yak. We're talking about pop culture. We're talking about authenticity in pop culture. And what a monumental moment this book is for anyone who's followed Britney Spears' career. The What I want from you to take away is no matter where you are in life, you can stand up for yourself. You can stand up for your authenticity and you can express yourself. It took Britney Spears 20 plus years to learn this and she's just now doing it. And she's like, give me some space. Give me some space to be free. Give me some space to learn what life is on my terms for the first time in my life. And I think that that's such a beautiful message. If you're out there and you are going through a really hard time and you are lost and you are struggling and you are in a really bad place and you feel like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, I would suggest go out and buy this book because Britney Spears poured her heart into this book. You can tell that she gave so much love and attention to what she was saying. She didn't badmouth anybody. She just told the history of her life through her perspective and wanted to give some context of her healing journey, where it started, when it escalated, and where it's at now. Go buy this book. It will literally inspire you. It 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 changed the trajectory of this episode for me, you know, to share with you, because I said, this is so important to share. Britney Spears says, go be authentic. Britney Spears says, as someone who was always told who to be and where to go and what to stay and where to stand and had all these rumors about her and the media just brought me down, I still stood up for myself and I said, 
enough is enough. This is who I am, and this is who I should be, and I'm going to continue to learn who I should be and who I will be, and you can do that too. And that's the takeaway from this. Authenticity is so important. Even Britney Spears, one of the biggest stars on the planet, has difficulty with it. And so you're not alone. You're not alone in this. You're not alone in your struggle. It might feel that way, and it might be very particular to you. But there are people out there that are fighting for their life as well. And you are fighting for your life, and you are going to find the woman in you and you're going to unleash it. Thanks for sitting through this. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have anything you'd like to say, reach out to me on Instagram. Next week, we're going to introduce our next segment called What Animals Taught Me. It's going to be so different as well. Uh, But welcome to the show. The first eight episodes were an introduction, and now we get to go from here and talk about authenticity elsewhere. (laughs) I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you have a good Halloween. I hope it's spooky. I hope you get lots of candy. I hope you're enjoying your day. And if you're hearing this after Halloween, I still hope you have a good day. I freaking love you. Go out there and let your light shine. If you'd like to keep in touch and stay updated on all things Beam, make sure you subscribe. And if you feel so inclined, let's connect over on Instagram at It's Blaine Beam. Remember, This is not just a podcast. It's a journey to discover our authentic selves and embrace the brilliance within.